0: Hey guys, The Chicks here. Did you know that John Renault has evolved into the world's leading international manufacturer of wigs, hair pieces, and hair extensions? We can't say enough good things about all of their pieces.
1: From their comfy monofilament caps to silicone napes, they have tons of options available that will fit everyone's style and budget. They offer pieces with synthetic, HD, and human hair, which comes in dozens of styles, lengths, and colors.
2: If you have any questions about what type of John Renault piece to pick up or how to care for it, make sure you watch our Instagram Live with Emily from John Renault's education team for all the juicy wig info. Go follow them on Instagram at John Renault or visit their website to find a retailer near you.
1: Hello, all you balding, balding people, and welcome back to Those Bald Chicks, your favorite alopecia podcast. I'm Paige and I'm here with, obviously, Kristen and Amanda. This week's episode is actually super exciting. We did a lot of research for this one and we're actually kind of shocked that we have not talked about it. It is
2: the history of wigs. And by us, she means... Paige has done a lot. Of her you research.
0: stole more. I was literally waiting for her to finish her sentence. Like we did not do anything. No. So they no. did it all.
1: Yes. <laughs> which is actually going to be even more fun because they don't know anything that that I'm no. about to say. No so idea. Their reactions are going to be. Pretty crazy
0: because I totally genuine reactions. Yes.
1: Because while I was researching all this, I was talking to, uh, I was just about to call my boyfriend, my fiance. I do that a lot. Whoops. Sorry, Damon. We were talking about the history of wigs and he was blown away by all the stuff that I was saying. So I'm very excited. So starting off, the history of wigs. The wearing of wigs dates from the earliest record times, which is the ancient Egyptian times. Ancient Egyptians shaved their heads and wore wigs to protect themselves from the sun. So everybody was just out here with shaved heads. What? Yes.
0: But like you would think that i'm confused yeah oh yeah okay why would they just shave their
2: head to put more hair on for real though
1: so the earliest egyptian wigs dates about 2700 bce and they were constructed of human hair obviously but cheaper substitutes such as palm leaf fibers and wool were more widely used because it was cheaper huh yeah so wigs denoted rank social status and were used as protection against the sun while keeping the head free from vermin because if you think about it
0: (laughs) we best keep our heads free of vermin i know what you're i know exactly what you're talking about but the fact that the word vermin was used oh hmm. it's
1: used a lot So nowadays we have perfumes, soaps, all of these things to make us smell better. We have deodorant. So back in the day, people didn't smell the best as Amanda is putting on
0: deodorant. (laughs) Listen, I had a red sweatshirt and it's a new red sweatshirt and I haven't washed it yet. And so I have fuzzies all over my pit, so yeah. I, like, wipe them out. Yeah, fuzzy and now pits, I might... guys. Yeah, literally, as she pits. said deodorant, my arm was up. I'm like, oh. This is why we do not do a lot of video episodes. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah, you don't want to see all of our video episodes. 100% no, you deny. not. Um, God,
1: that's so true, though. The faces I make and stuff. But anyway, so everybody was really stinky back then people didn't you know brush their teeth people didn't oh wash yeah i
0: guess themselves.
1: not yeah like it you know they had horses so there's horse poop everywhere the bottoms of women's dresses and their clothes was full of poop everything smelled like poop so that's why they shaved their heads it makes sense why they shaved their heads because of vermin and bugs and just being dirty
2: so they, mm, they didn't wash their
0: hair so then they just cut it off right but Ooh, like don't you think they, though that the vermin would get caught in the wigs you you know
1: Just wait. Okay. But it was obviously a social status. You had to have money to have a wig though. Up until the 1500s, hair tended to be dressed as a foundation for headdresses. But by the end of the century, hairstyles became higher and more elaborate in which false hair became more common. Obviously you can't get that much human hair. Yeah. No. It's just a lot of hair for a wig. If you look back, all the men had those huge wigs and you can't get that much human hair. The amount of human hair you need for those wigs is insane. Here's something very interesting. I was blown away by this fact. During this time when Christianity became legal in Rome in 313 AD, the church started criticizing wearing of wigs and declared it a greater sin than adultery. Are you kidding me?
0: Another thing I learned in religion class, as soon as you you started with Christianity became legal, I'm like, I know exactly where she's going with this. Wearing a
2: wig was worse than adultery. Yes,
0: so
1: this said get ready in middle ages the church ordered hair of married women to be covered and use of wigs slowly decreased the church also still had negative opinion about wigs and connected it with the devil
2: (laughs) oh my i can't yeah
0: i'm I'm yeah catholics are weird that it was illegal i
2: know what and worse than adultery
1: yeah But as the Middle Ages were obviously ending, popularity of wigs slowly rose. Henry III of France refreshed wig fashion when he started wearing them to conceal his baldness. By the time when Queen Elizabeth became her reign, wigs were again normal, part of the wardrobe for women and all for men. But in the 17th century, hairlines were one of the most important aspects of fashion, your
0: hairline and how it looked.
1: A good hairline was the mark of a, get ready, well-bred
0: man yep yeah if you think about it he has a lot of hair then you know like he's he's uh suitable he's purebred (laughs) he's like like a dog like shopping for a dog (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately
2: can (laughs) I just like stop you for a second because like the fact that wigs have been around for this long blows my freaking mind
1: and how taboo they still are yeah Yeah. yeah right it's been around for that long and people still are scared to talk about wigs or scared to see people see them in wigs. It's insane, isn't it? But it was so popular back then. How did it go from being super, super popular to now it's like, ooh, she wears a wig or blah, blah, blah. That's why it's so important to talk about it and wear wigs and tell people you're wearing wigs because it normalizes it. Prepare I just want myself. to do like a, a warning that there's some like pretty gross stuff about wigs too that I'm going to talk about. It was just part of the times because. Oh, like, so like frightened. if you're
0: squeamish, you know. Yeah. Trigger warning or whatever. Yeah, like
1: right. Here, Plug your ears. Well, it doesn't go in that much detail, but it's it's a little squeamish. In the 17th century, syphilis was also on the rise in Europe during this time, ultimately affecting more Europeans than the Black Plague. So people
0: were just out here fucking. (laughs) I mean. What else was there to do? In Europe in the 17 and 1800s.
1: (laughs) (laughs) People were just out here getting it. This happened well before the discovery of antibiotics. So people affiliated with syphilis suffered all the effects, including sores and patchy hair loss. Good hair was associated with status and style. Baldness and hair loss compounded the shame of having syphilis. So. The whole point of wearing wigs was so people didn't think you had syphilis.
2: Oh my God. The poor alopecians of that age. For real, though. For real. I don't have syphilis. I promise. (laughs) You're bald. You have syphilis. (laughs) <laughs>
0: Can you imagine
1: you're bowing oh. and dealing with hair loss and then somebody just accuses you of having syphilis? Yeah. Oh, my, oh god. my god. So wigs were commonly used to cover up hair loss like I said but their use did not become widespread until two kings started to lose their hair. King Louis the 14th of France experienced hair loss at the age of 17 and he hired 48 wig makers to help combat his thinning locks. His English- 48?
0: Covenant, I wish. I mean- there, it's what I can't when even you're get king, one. I guess. Like what <laughs> happens when you're a king? That's yeah. what th- happens when you run a country. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe not well, but just you run a country,
1: so. His English cousin, King Charles II, began wearing wigs a few years later when his hair began to gray. So not bald, but gray. But graying is also another sign of syphilis. Oh my god! So anything. Nice. <laughs> so anything to do with your hair. Just surrounded syphilis.
0: Could you imagine somebody going to the doctor with their three-year-old? Like, my son's losing his hair. Oh, it's syphilis. But this poor kid just has <laughs> alopecia. Like, but he's three. Yeah.
2: <laughs> exactly. Like, what do you mean? Good God. That reminds me of my experience when I went to the doctor and they were like, well, maybe it's because you're pregnant. And I was like, I'm 13 and my dad is here. What is wrong <laughs> with you? Yeah. That's insane. That is just insane to
0: me. It's like those people that like women that I know, like that are lesbians, that they're like, like any chance of pregnancy? No. Are you sexually active? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. I'm sure. 100% sure. Yep.
1: 100%. So anyways, a fashion was then born, obviously with wigs. Rich people started to wear wigs, and the trend trickled down to the merchant class. This is where the powdered wigs became more popular. So what are powdered wigs, if you don't know? For nearly two centuries, powdered wigs, which are also called perukis—I'm pretty sure that's how you say it—were all the rage. The chic hair piece would have never been popular if people weren't balding. However, it's because of the venereal disease syphilis and two self-conscious kings, obviously, didn't want to tell people that. And the poor hair hygiene. That was a big thing. Poor hair hygiene. Nobody knew how to wash their hair. They would just walk around
0: with stinky ass hair. Could you imagine? walk even... around with
1: the <laughs> vermin. Can you imagine <laughs> the smells
0: back then? Ooh. Oh, No. Could you imagine somebody with dirty ass hair? A rat is literally making a nest. You have oh. a rat in your hair. Oh, it's just Jerry. It's fine.
1: That oh. <laughs> it gives me the heebie jeebies. Oh geez. god. <sighs> So here's the gross part. Close your ears if you don't want to listen to this. So at the time, hair loss was obviously a one-way ticket to public embarrassment, basically, is how everybody saw it. Long hair was a trending status symbol and a bald dome. This is how it was written. A bald dome could stain any reputation. In order to further hide infection and the stinky smell, the wigs were doused with lavender and orange-scented powders, just to cover up any funky smells coming out of them. So not only were they making wigs out of people's hair, but those people didn't wash their hair. So that human hair, the people that didn't shave their heads, was still dirty, was still smelly. So they needed a way to make these wigs smell better. And she could see
0: Crispin's face, guys.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm beyond. It's a dark past. It's a dark past. It's very, very dark. Are we coming to a lighter... What? No, yeah, st- it gets worse. Oh, oh, oh my
1: God. Oh. This is why it's so crazy. This is actually really interesting how much they cost back then. You're going to be mind blown. So these powdered wigs or, perukis or perukes or as they were called, were convenient because they were relatively easy to maintain. Shockingly, smelling like stinky butt. Only needing to be sent to a wig maker for a delousing or cleaning. An average everyday wig cost about 25 shillings back then, which today is 22 cents. In American dollars. What? And that was a week's worth of wages for a common Londoner.
0: Oh. I expected it to be like 30 or 40 dollars like today. So
1: yeah so the terms insane.
0: insane. <laughs> Could you imagine? No 20. 20- rolling up to that big warehouse at lives by you Paige and slapping down a 20 dollar <laughs> bill and be like I'll take it all. <laughs> take all of them. Oh god. I'll take one of everything please. <laughs> yes.
1: So this says the term big wig, obviously that's where it comes from. When British people would spend up to 800 shillings on wigs. In 1700, 800 shillings was approximately 40 pounds, about $50 today. That was the rich people. So that was the people that had money that could spend money on better wigs. For the poor people, they would spend 22 cents. And that would be a week's worth of wages.
0: Oh that's wild! my
1: God. Like what? So with inflation... This is why it's, oh, my heart, my heart palpitates at this thought. So with inflation, 800 shillings, which is 40 pounds, about $50 in American dollars, calculates that to around 8,297 pounds today, or that's $10,193 in today's currency. Jesus. Wow. Also, let's just talk about inflation. Jesus. Yeah.
0: Yeah. $50 to 10 grand. Are you freaking kidding me?
2: That's insanity. That's
0: well. That was what seventeen hundreds, eighteen hundreds. You said, yep, eighteen hundred. So you know, three hundred years ago. So that's crazy.
1: I couldn't believe that fact. I was like, holy crap! Can you imagine buying a wig for twenty two cents? Uh,
0: no. no, or spending ten grand because we are not, you know, wealthy aristocrats.
1: Insane. So going into the eighteenth century, those who had money had a large wig for formal occasions. The bigger the wig, the more formal the occasion and a smaller one was just for home. The larger the wig, the more expensive, obviously. Thus, they were also a mark of class. I've said that a, ma- a million times, but my favorite part of this is, and it was a huge target for wig snatchers, because wig snatchers were a big thing back then.
0: Oh, oh my, my fucking God. God. Could you imagine <laughs> some guy running down those streets with wigs? <laughs> <laughs> oh, plop, my God. Plop, plop,
2: let's
1: go. <laughs> I was like, that makes sense. Instead of stealing, you know, people's money, because people
2: weren't. You could steal their Yeah, money. people
1: were poor. They didn't have that much. Yeah. You would steal the wigs to make it look like you were higher class. You were
2: more oh rent. My oh, God. oh, it's so that's, funny to That's actually hilarious. If somebody came and took a wig off my wig wall,
0: they'd I would laugh. a price. Depending on the mood I was in, if I was in the grocery store with a wig on and somebody ran past me and snatched off my head, the immediate reaction would be, oh shit, and I'd probably laugh. Like, go ahead, have that $20 wig from Amazon. Go ahead, buddy.
1: <laughs> Enjoy the $20 worth of it. Um, oh,
0: I haven't huh. watched it in a week. Good luck. <laughs> yeah,
1: right? So, yeah, this is a pretty weird part, too, is during that time, there was lucrative trades with wigs and they were constructed around their care and maintenance, such as hairdressing, because hair was dressed rather than cut. So nobody was getting a haircut. That's why they're called hairdressers, because they would dress up wigs. Isn't that cool? That's
0: so cool. Interesting. Isn't that really I mean, it cool? makes sense, but, huh.
1: Yeah. I didn't so, know that. Yeah. Oh, isn't that cool? Women's wigs were particularly high, like higher than men's, powdered and bejeweled to make it look more feminine.
2: Um, bejeweled? Yeah. I need some
0: bejeweling.
1: Right? I feel like I'm buying like an old school wig and just like be that for Halloween. I touch right? my
0: hair too much to do that because they would all fall out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so... To achieve the look, hair was harvested from the heads of the rural working classes. So people would get paid to give their hair up. So that was the 18th century. So popularity of wigs lasted into the 18th century until the moment in 1915 where riots started in France. Because use of flour for powdering the wigs caused a shortage of bread. So people couldn't eat because people were wearing wigs.
2: Oh my God, that's insane. Yeah.
1: So the use of wigs ended in the period of the French Revolution because wigs were associated with the upper class and people can.
2: So that's them. really interesting because, like, I know we asked, why do we feel like embarrassed to wear wigs now? But it's probably because it went away at a certain point, right? Now we have to bring it back.
0: And then it was like normal to wear one. And oh, if you're not wearing one, you suck, basically. And then. You know, they went away and then the norm became not wearing one. So I'm sure it's like we're still trying to get over that part of it, I'm sure. Yep, absolutely. So interesting.
2: So
1: during the 19th century and early 20th centuries, after this brief break from wigs during the French Revolution of people not wearing them as much, unless you were rich, A natural look was fashionable. The elaborately dressed hairstyles of the Victorian era demanded an infinite number of false pieces. And as the feminine ideal in the Victorian era required enormous hairstyles, the natural bulk of the hair was padded out. So it started to come back a little bit. And during this time, all hairdressers had a workroom in which wigs were made for sale because they were just blowing up. People wanted wigs left and right. This person was called Postures postietcher something like that and they prepared the hair they were like hair preparers (laughs) hair combings yeah so this is how wigs were made too because since they were in such high demand so if people went into the hairdressers to get their hair combed out cleaned whatever hair combings were saved and then drawn through a hackle, which is a flat board with metal teeth sticking mm-hmm. upwards. And they would, you know, run the hair through those devices to straighten it. Have them. you
2: guys actually seen that where yes. they put colors and then they do that on yes. that hackle thing? Yeah. And
0: yep. it turns into like a brunette, but there's blonde and red in there. And you're like, that's where how it go? people
1: make thread too.
0: I was going to say, isn't that how they make like wool and stuff for yep. like, yep.
1: Um, and that's why a lot of wigs were made from wool. Because it looked like hair. Yeah, oh, could you cool? imagine
0: a wool wig? No. No. I'm already oh, too hot. God.
1: Absolutely not. <laughs> um, so hair was sorted into bundles ready to be curled into false pieces or curled by a device called another <laughs> weird word, a bigudies. Made of wood or hardened clay. Sections of hair were rolled up on this device and then dropped into water mixed with soda. After being boiled for several hours, the dry hair was then unwound and stored in a method that dates back to the Egyptians. If too little of hair was obtained from combings, it came from other women. It was a commodity to be exploited and famous and like a famous source of hair. So There was a hair market back then. And one of the many hiring fairs where dealers literally bought the hair from a woman's head that was standing right in front of them, all these women would line up and the hair dealers would pay for that woman's head like or a woman's hair not her head isn't that insane that
0: that makes me think of did you guys watch or have you ever seen Sweeney Todd yes um there's a part in it Kristen and it's a long story to explain but basically like one of the main characters love interest gets kidnapped and they say she's crazy she went to the mental hospital but in that mental hospital they basically shave their heads and then They don't donate it, but they sell it to wig makers. It's a very like short part of that. Like it's not vital to the story really in any way, but it's mentioned. Oh, I'll take her because she's, you know, got these beautiful golden locks. So that's immediately what I thought of, but also- Isn't
1: that crazy? That's
0: weird. (laughs) so crazy. And obviously
1: a lot of people know this about wigs too, is a lot of hair was imported from Asia Minor, India, China, and Japan, and boiled in nitric acid to remove the color and vermin because everybody had vermin in their hair apparently.
2: The boiling thing is Why the color, though? I don't know. Hmm.
1: Very odd. Because I feel like that hair is just gorgeous. You know, like... Yeah, right. That's where a lot of wigs come from.
0: That makes sense, though, because of the culture that we know now. But, like, I guess that kind of makes sense. Because if you look at pictures of anybody that wore, like, the big powdered wigs, they're all white. So, like... Uh, It was during that time, I
1: think... I've read a lot about this. During that time, a very popular color was, like, pea yellow, too like not you know weird. why it was pea yellow because everybody's dirty and stink.
0: Yeah. nope i learned this watching the musical six weirdly enough if you haven't seen it or heard it it's fantastic it's about henry VIII's wives apparently to make your hair look more golden yellow for portraits you put pee on it that's how you get the blonde you we're know, just stink yep uh-huh yeah.
1: dirty motherfuckers um
0: yuck yo nasty
1: <laughs> oh god i i said to david he was like can you imagine going back in time and just taking a sniff
0: <laughs> no no i lied i went to bourbon street two weeks ago so yes i
1: can yes oh i was gonna say going to mackinac island in michigan too oh, i bet it just smells like stinky Poop. Yeah, it just smells like poop and pee because there's no cars on that island. There's only horses. Let me tell you, it's smelly. It's a smelly place. L- beautiful. Okay. So closing it off is the 1920s to present. So with the introduction of the new bobbed hairstyle in the 1920s, wigs fell out of favor and were worn by older women who were not interested in the nearly shorn look. Wigs returned into the 1950s, but only as a way of having temporary fantasy hairstyles, which makes sense. Because I yeah. feel like that's still popular today, changing their hairstyle a million times. Look at all the celebrities. They, Absolutely. They can't dye their hair that often without killing their hair. The most renowned wig makers and hairdressers in Europe were Maria and Rosie Carita. I don't know who that is. but Sure. I don't know. <laughs> um, but also in black hairdressing, though, the wig was of supreme importance, allowing for fashionable hairstyles without undergoing the time-consuming and, in some instances, painful process of straightening. Black stars such as Diana Ross were known for their stylish wig collections in the mid-1960s. It was not really until the late 1960s that wigs underwent a massive renaissance in white hairdressing practices. Rapidly changing fashion, a space-age chic and the vogue for drip-dry clothes in new man-made fabric led to a vogue for the artificial over the natural. So by 1968, there was a wig boom. And it was estimated that one-third of all European women wore what hairdressers called a wig of convenience. Men still tended to wear wigs differently, moving further towards the naturalism that many women were rejecting. I thought that was pretty interesting that women huh. me- went for more a wig of convenience and then also, I guess, like a fancier look. And men were like, we w- we just want, like, balding men. We're just like, we want something natural. And then the last tidbit is until the last 1950s, all wigs were made by hand. However, the invention of the machine-made washable nylon, an acrylic wig in Hong Kong, led to cheap mass-produced wigs flooding the market. The novelty fashion wig or hairpiece became one of Hong Kong's fastest-growing exports, and by 1970, the industry employed 24,000 workers. To make wigs. What
0: year was that? Uh, 1970.
1: Yep, 1970. That's
0: crazy. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine how many that is today?
1: Yeah, I know. (sighs) This said by 1969, too. So, like around the 70s, around 40% of wigs were synthetic. Wow,
2: 40%. Wow.
1: That people were wearing. Yep. Wow. And then in the late 20th century, many false forms of hair were used, and the change from a long to a short hairstyle can be completed at a whim with any style nowadays, which I thought was incredible to hear all of that history because I had no clue about it.
2: No, neither did I. Oh my gosh. That's just insanity. How far it's come the ups and downs of it all. Like I couldn't believe it. I was literally reading this,
1: like, I'm just confused of why it was so popular for centuries. And now it's looked at as like, Oh, you wear a wig. Yeah. Right. Do you have this? Do you have hair loss? It's like, what? This used to show your wealth. This used to show like how well you're doing in life. And now it's looked down upon. Very bizarre.
2: Right. And I love how it switched from like syphilis to cancer these days. If you're wearing a wig, it's like, you have cancer? No, I don't have cancer. I have alopecia. Like, stop judging me. So it's interesting how far this has
0: come.
1: Yeah, that's, it's just insane. So I hope you enjoyed the history of wigs.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was definitely did not expect really any of that. (laughs) so thanks for researching all that too because that's all that's crazy like I really I'm glad that I didn't like look anything up like out of curiosity because I wanted to hear the reaction so definitely good job kudos to you because that was wild and I dig it I was all about that but on that note, if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at thoseballchicks at gmail.com or you can send us a message on Instagram or Facebook. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel where you will get to watch all of our video episodes. And all of the links to everything that you need is on our direct me, which you'll be able to find in this episode description. Today's chick bit. Did you know that an electric eel can release a charge powerful enough to charge 50 cars? Apparently. Electric eels can generate an electrical charge of up to 600 volts in order to stun prey and keep predators at bay. For context, you as a human only need about 12.6 volts to charge a car and around 50 is considered a lethal amount for the average human. So that's insane.
1: I was just going to ask, I wonder what the voltage, average voltage of lightning bolts are because are electric eels more powerful than a lightning bolt because that's insane. Wow! (gasps) Amanda looks like she she found it. Oh, she
0: knows. She knows. Three hundred million
2: volts. (laughs) Okay, so don't touch electric eels until get electrocuted by lightning.
0: Wait, how do people
1: still survive? I don't know.
2: I don't know either.
1: I don't get
0: it. That's that's insane. A typical oh, I'm sorry. On average, that's an average of three hundred million. So this says a typical lightning bolt contains one billion volt. Typical. Typical. People
1: oh. that have literally been struck by lightning and have lived. And, Isn't that crazy? Yeah. you
0: ever seen people like that actually get struck because they have that the almost branch bruises? like root yeah. pattern on them? It looks wild. Yeah, that got slightly off topic, but that's okay. Still, still <laughs> so, on topic, but also not. That's our chick bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Until, next time, Until next time, guys. Until next time, Bob back out.